Do it a little faster. You still got it. <laughs> it's your girl Shanti. And it's Antoinette. And we are Around, Around the, the Way Curls. Join us as we share our unique life experiences. AKA tell all our business. And explore both the profound and the profane. Because duality, duality is, is a thing. thing. Hello. Ah! <laughs> Don't start like that. Hizzo. Hello. Hi. How what Guan? How are you doing? How's everything them? Everything is not okay, but I'm here. Here we are. I'm here. Child Being a professional. Here. Child. Do well. We are a week and a half away from the Roots picnic. I am getting everything in order. I feel very prepared and very excited shout out to special shout out to patrice project p helping me ja and an atwc listener and she's coming to help for the day i love it shout out to michelle um i'm excited we have a training day set up this is the first time where i have a whole six hour training day set up with facilitators coming in to influence sales and teach everybody about the products and i'm actually super excited i'm sad um diddy pulled out and i was really upset about that because i was getting myself hyped up child listening to his catalog but for whatever reason diddy's not coming but usher's taking his place which (laughs) i feel like that's more than an even swap there so I, I think it's I think it's going to be good if you haven't bought your tickets now's the time you can just go to the rootspicnic.com and um pull up to Philly let's fucking go um I also think everybody should go on YouTube and listen to the melodic white man voice of Michael Singer he is um most famously known for his book Untethered Soul and he has like a whole bunch of books that followed but he has a podcast and he's just really been helping me through these stressful times and you know he's basically talking about mindfulness and he's talking about um more than mindfulness learning to not listen to every thought that comes into your mind. Um, And he's just a godsend. And I think everybody should check him out on the YouTubes because he's my guru now. So um, I've been feeling, I've been feeling good. I've been feeling pretty stable and um, excited and not scared for the first time. And I think I've talked about that a lot on the podcast about how, I don't have much room for excitement for things, but I feel excited in a way that I haven't, I don't think I've ever felt. So that's weird and wonderful. And um, yeah. Okay. Um, So my updates, you have to forgive me. I am absolutely exhausted. 
I am back in Philly, back in Philadelphia with my mom and her husband. And today was a very scary day. Um, he's been recovering from some health stuff, some surgery and such. And he had a spill and he hit his head pretty hard and said spill right where he got his surgery and I was home alone with him. Then he also has like a site on his leg where he got skin grafting done to cover up his head and that split open. And I, I think I was like, I felt so sorry for him because I don't know. I felt a lot of things. I felt sorry for him because it, I he was really independent, like really independent in a way that he probably shouldn't have been at his age because he's much older than my mom. Like up on ladders, cleaning gutters, driving to the shore um, himself to go take care of like some things down there, like just wildly independent. And now he's so vulnerable and... It's taking a toll on him. He's not eating. You can tell he's sad. He's losing weight. He's, And he's just like, I'm not depressed. I just don't have any appetite and I can't sleep. And I'm like, that is a form of it, my love. But it was a shame. Like I came downstairs because my mom and my poor mom, capitalism, she works. She has to work. Um, she can't retire yet. So that's why I'm here during the day because I can work from here. And um, she had texted me. She has to leave very early in the morning for work, saying that he needed some assistance with something that happened last night. So I went down there, and I'm I'm helping out. And then I see, like, stuff in his hallway towards his bathroom, like, on the floor cleaning stuff. And I thought, like, maybe he had had an accident or something. I was like, all right, I'm not going to say anything. I'll just ask him if he's okay. He said he was okay. So I was like, okay, I'll leave him alone. That's embarrassing, whatever. I'll let my mom, you know. And then I was like, mm, something told me he hasn't come downstairs for his coffee. Like, I just know his routine. And so I went back into his room. I was like, are you okay? And he was just like, um, I was like, I'm going to come in. And he was just there with a bunch of blood all over him and just sitting on this chair. I bought him for his bathroom, like a shower chair, just looking just, just vulnerable. And I'm, I'm trying to strap, I'm trying to, I know I got my gloves on and I'm trying to bandage him up and, you know, he's, he's exposed, you know, body parts of him that I don't want to see are exposed to me, but, and we're not even that close, but at this point you can't even, like he, he needs me. So, you know, it's another level of like, yes, yeah, sh I can see shame. I can see just, un just, but also like desperation and a little bit of fear and, and anger, mostly like frustrated and ang anger. And then, you know, I it took a lot to try to get him to go to the hospital. I'm calling his surgeons. I'm calling, you know, all these people. He doesn't want me to call my mom. And finally we got him to go and all is okay. Like he, he has like some setbacks. Things are going to take longer to heal. But thank God he didn't like move any of the, you know, anything that he got the surgery on. Nothing was impacted in that way. Cat scans are good, things like that. But like that started at like eight in the morning and I just wrote my job and was like, not happening today. Sorry, I, I got to go. And 
thank God I have a, as much as I complain about that fucking place. It's that's the that's the gift and the curse there. It's like you work your fucking ass off, and I think that's what keeps me tethered. Is that? But they're so understanding when it comes to having to take time off for family, um, and I get paid when I take time off. You know, a lot of people, my mother included, is one of these people where she was sick this year. And so she had to take a lot of time off. And so she used up all her PTO. So she hasn't gotten paid in how long? Because she hasn't been back to work. And it's just, it's just a lot. It just was like draining. And then trying to manage her from afar. You know, I called her and she's a school nurse. And I was like, everything's okay. And she's like, what's going on? What's going on? Because I don't call her during work. And I'm like, he f- he fell, but he's okay. And she just bursts into tears. She's got kids in her office. And this little girl, sweet little being, comes up to her. And I see the little girl get up and just start hugging my mom. Aww. And just like patting her on the head like, Nurse Judy, it's okay. And it was like, oh. and it, it's just hard. It's hard to see. It's hard to see your parent, like, you know, your step father who you have a complicated relationship with but you've gotten over that and you just like it's like a running joke that you guys kind of keep each other at arm's length but now like you're you know you're stepping up and being there for him in a very different way and he's got to be open to that and and then seeing my mom just like crumble like crumble Shanti like I am so nervous. I have to leave here. I have to work from here tomorrow. Today's Wednesday. I have to work from here tomorrow, drive back to New York to record Can't Afford Therapy by 8 p.m., which I'm like, I don't know how that's going to work because I'm never done work at 5. And with traffic, I'm going to need that time. I don't know if that's going to work, but I'm terrified to leave her. Thank God my sister can come on Friday and stay. But I'm thinking, like, do I need to come back? Like, what? Anyway, I need to talk to to both of them. But this isn't the right time. But I just, I'm just scared for her. I'm scared for him. I know that I have every, I you know, thought in my mind that he's going to be okay. But watching it is like, oh, just dealing with their mortality and yeah vulnerable is the perfect word oof it's it's not easy and it's also like it's really tiring it's really tiring to like you know hold like have him in the hospital alone and I'm keeping him together and telling his family and and then also to then when she gets home have to calm her down and get her together and get her focused so she can take care of him it's just like it's been a lot. Yeah. It's been yeah. a lot. On top of, of like the caretakers is crazy, yeah. especially for the elder because child. And he's years, so people go he, my aunt care for my grandmother who had um dementia for year years. Mm. Years of that kind of caretaking. So it's and they're so set in their ways. Like they, they're so set in their ways. Hold on. My mom doesn't realize I'm down here recording. One moment. Mom, yeah. I'm down here recording. May you please turn that light back on? It's okay. And if you could just like close the door a little bit. I know Blue needs to come up and down. That's why the door was shut. I know. she She's fine. Nothing's wrong with her. Thank you. Um, 
<laughs> fucking cat. But anyway, that's a thing. It's a lot. And um, it's a lot, but it's we're going to work it out. I can't. I, I feel sorry for my mom, but I'm like, thank God you're a school nurse and you're going to be off soon. But we have mm. to figure out care for him while she's working because this ain't going to work. This back and forth, I just, this is a lot. Anyway, in other news, um, I did end up having a really great weekend. And I want to shout out Charles, um, who runs R&B House Party. Um, it is so much fucking fun. I've talked about it before. That's where we celebrated Jade's birthday last year. And he just hosts, he's like, Charles is like no other host in this world. He gives you everything he's got. And he just hosts this R&B party where I was shocked. This was like a bridge tour where he was doing like the best R&B bridges. And oh. so it you've got a club full of probably 30 and up folks screaming Whitney Houston at the top of their lungs, Kelly Price, Fantasia, Avant, like Carl Thomas carrying on. And it was so much fun. Shout out to um, Scotty Beam, Sayo, and Sylvia who were all there carrying on. We had such a fucking good time. It was good to see them because I never get to see them. And they said really kind things about us and what we're doing. And I believe that their podcast will be coming back soon. Pretty sure that they secured a deal somewhere else. So that's something to look out for. Very good, very good ladies. Um, but it was so much fun and it was much needed. You needed that too. It was yes. much needed. And shout out to Nana. She came with me oh, Nana, Nana. and we just cut up. And then afterwards, I, I finally got to see Chi. Um one of my favorite Nigerians in the world, and my homie Teddy. Teddy's actually going to help us with some of our work. I need to talk to you about that off off, off camera. <laughs> but he was just throwing so much stuff at the wall that made so much sense, and he's brilliant. Um, and it was just, it was a good time. I even flirted. I flirted. Uh, okay. I, I didn't really like? flirt. What did well, I did. Oh. I know I didn't. Oh. I didn't. Okay. <laughs> I tried. I, I. It was a. It was a lob. What happened was this guy it was, a was. What? Never mind. You don't watch basketball. It was a um a alley hoop, like somebody an assist. Okay. okay. Um, I, this guy was walking behind Scotty really close, and I was like, and they tend to do that with her because she's curvy at the bottom, and so I was just like kind of watching, and I told her to come here and I was like do you know that guy behind you and she turned and looked and was like oh yeah I know him I know him and I was like oh, okay because I was about to be like bro back the fuck up <laughs> like he was just so close like sir and so he saw that and thought that I was asking about him I wasn't oh. not in that way I was about to stiff arm him punch him in the face exactly but he thought that I was flirting or like asking her about him and so then you know, he was asking her to like, hey, make an introduction, make an introduction. And then when she did, she made it so hot, but it was cute. Like she was Is like, my you friend. About? You told me about? Mm-hmm. She was like, my friend, okay. da, 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 da. It was cute. And she made the little introduction and okay. he had a big old smile on his face. But I did attempt to flirt. We, we going flirted. On this summer, girl. Go ahead. Are we? I don't know if uh -huh. we're going to end up on a date, maybe, but I, I'm proud that I attempted to flirt. I even, I, you know, he took my hand and took me over to the 
outside and we was talking. I couldn't hear him though. He told me I got a bad ear. He was like, you got bad ears. I was like, no, it was very loud. And I'm an older woman. So I don't know. There's a duality for you. I attempted to flirt and scream R&B at the top of my lungs. And I cleaned blood all day and was in the ER and dealing with hospitals. That is good. <laughs> life is interesting. Life, all these things can happen life be fucking lifing. Okay. Yes, Wait till yes. I record Can't Afford Therapy tomorrow. I'm be like, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to be so irritated. I'm be like, I don't give a fuck. And one of my co-hosts did not do an outline for his episode and I'm just going to be like not where your outline at I'm going to put you out there because I've been begging for him to get his shit together so I'm about to curse him the fuck out accountability <laughs> motherfucker he get on my nerves Ooh. anyway no I love him to death but I'm about to punch him so please rate review and subscribe <laughs> to Around the Way Girls please share <laughs> please give us a little grace as we working on working on out oh, here what? Yeah, um, it's a lot going on over here. Mm-hmm. And the Roots Picnic is next weekend. I thought I was helping you. Am I, I'm coming back down here for that, right? Yeah. Yeah. We don't, okay. Am I working? The way that I'm trying... No, nigga. The way I'm trying to set this up <laughs> is that I don't have to actually Oh, you're trying to gallivant with me. I'm just trying to... Co- I'm trying to see what it's like to work a very important event and to not be, a be boss. the one... In the trenches. I see. And to have things run smoothly and to know that everything's in place and that people are Bitch, trained. We gallivant. This is Afropunk. This is Afropunk no, times no. two. You about to be <laughs> on no, your okay. ass. I'm no. about to be high. It'll be great. Okay? I need no, it. Please. Not, I, I need it. have to be a boss. They're going to be like, hey, y'all, y'all doing <laughs> great job. Or like I berate them and become an angry boss. <laughs> <laughs> please i really need this shanti and i think right, you i do can't too. guarantee that i'm going to like get fucked up because i can't but we're gonna have a nah good time. wait and we I'm, putting it all on that runaway curls card we getting all the drinks hopefully. we cutting the fun i'm like this is for content we need another picture i'm gonna post that picture who's coming to the roots picnic pull up let us know and you know how you can let us know i'm skipping a page but it's okay we have discord now internet with some have you logged into the Discord? Because I've been talking oh, yeah. to people at Discord. I y'all see all shit day. from you. <laughs> Actually, y'all talk all day. Shanti going to mute like, us, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> She's going to be like, And mm. listen, at least I'm consistent because that's how I act in the, in the group in chat. Too. Group chats as well. I'm watching. I'm listening. Y'all are talkative, though. And y'all seem to be really freed up. But Discord is a um, platform in which... You can do just that. You can text and there's different um, topics in which the conversation thread can continue and and deepen. So how do folks connect to us on Discord? How do they? You tell me how they do it. Well, we will share a link. I think we need to put it in our link tree as well from our um, yes, Instagram. Yes, we but should. There'll be a link in this description and it's free 99. But if you want to see our faces, if you want to have a full experience, then you may have to pay. So this is a plug <laughs> for our Patreon where you can see our podcasts, not live, but you can see the video version of this podcast. Shout out to... Our new patrons, Angela, Monique, Danielle, and Mixie Gal. Okay. Mixie as in biracial or Mixie as in? Outside. 
outside COVID. <laughs> COVID-19 vibes. Nah, the World Health What's Organization mixed? said COVID ain't a thing no more. We good. They said, never mind. <laughs> they said economy needs it. Get outside. Good luck. What were you yeah. going to ask? What's a what now? That was it. So um, that's what I was asking. If she's mixy like outside or mixy like my mom's white. White mom. Shout out to our white moms. Shout out to my white mom. Shout out to specifically. God bless her. Let's take a break. (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm speeding this along. We ain't finna do a two hour episode. Um, Would you like to sing? No. (laughs) Y'all, I'm sorry. (laughs) It's getting tricky today. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Monty, we're taking a break right now. Boop. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Ready to elevate your home? Picture this. Central heating, a cozy fireplace, or your dream walk-in closet. Build a backyard oasis. Go green with solar panels or start a business. It's all possible with Figure's home equity line of credit. Unlock up to $400,000. Apply online in five minutes. Funding in as little as five days. Head to figure.com and transform your home. Figure Lending LLC, DBA Figure, Equal Opportunity Lender, NMLS 1717824. Terms and conditions apply. Visit figure.com for more information. For licensing information, go to www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Okay, and we are back. Here I go with my serious shit. I I just annoyed myself reading this, but whatever. Hot shit. I wanted to shout out (laughs) BeBetter.com. What is this? What is this? com is dope. So I saw them on the Instagrams because that is life. And I fo- do you follow Impact on Instagram? Yes, I do. Love them. So I have been, ever since um, my friendship with Black, I've been really paying a lot of attention to unhoused folks because he has a lot of unhoused folks that um, congregate and kind of live and exist on the block where he has his studio. And he's one of these people that he stops, he talks to them. Um, he asks them if they need food. He knows their names. He knows their family, their origins, like all the things. And so I've been giving like clothes to folks and he's like, they'll take pictures with him and like the coat that I may have given them, like things like that. So, um, I saw this post and really inspired by Jordan Neely, um, as well, Uh, I saw this post where they were talking about the way that we speak about homelessness 
and and how it matters. And so they had they said that a study, an MRI study was done that has shown that parts of the brain associated with empathy are not activated when when the participants were not activated rather when the participants were shown images of people who appeared to be homeless. Mm. And I was like, "Oh my god, are you fucking kidding me?" And so that suggests that unhoused individuals are dehumanized, which is something that I um always say. So they had some some former unhoused people that they interviewed and many homeless Americans go months without hearing their own name out loud or a mm. simple hello or introduction to another person. Um, that type of uh, interaction can make a huge impact. And so this man, Louis or Luis, he said he went 35 days without hearing his name and without uttering a single word. And so they, um, BeBetter.com, and Impact was highlighting them, but BeBetter.com is basically a resource where um, it helps you connect with the homeless um, and it helps you navigate interactions with them. And it also helps you change your perspective on homelessness um, as well. And so you can go there, you can discover real stories, you can share your stories and also help change the narrative. And there's also some, some places where you can like volunteer and resources in that way. So I just wanted to shout that out because I didn't know that they existed. And I think it's a really important resource and super duper dope. dope. Yeah. Um, and other, Hot shit news, succession. I just, okay, a couple things. I really, I've been geeking out. Um, I haven't been sleeping much at night. And so I've been looking at all of the succession breakdowns on YouTube. I've been going into the writer's backgrounds. I've been going into the, <laughs> the actor's backgrounds. And my absolute favorite place on YouTube for breakdowns, which is newrockstars.com. If you are a true Marvel or Game oh, of Thrones. I thought that was just Marvel. Mm-mm. Wow. It's Marvel and Game of Thrones, if you remember. Like all of like the sci-fi kind of stuff too. They do these breakdowns. And so they have a relationship with HBO. They definitely have a relationship with Disney and Marvel um, and DC. But HBO hit them up, I'm sure, to do the final season of Succession because they weren't doing breakdowns of Succession since season one, but they did like a season one through three recap. (laughs) And now they're like in season four, hot and heavy. And it was very interesting because new rock stars, they, they predict a lot of shit accurately. They're little geniuses. Very interesting to see who they chose. Who did they choose? I can't say it. Why? I don't want to say it. I don't want to say it. I, it'll ruin it for you if it happens. That was the thing. I would watch new rock stars during Game of Thrones while I would wait for the next season for like a year. And then I wouldn't be that surprised when things would happen because I already had kind of digested them and reflected on them and made sense of them in my head because they had predicted them. So I'm not going to say it. I don't want to say it. Is it against your intuition? Yes. But now that they explained it and showed me the missable details and you have to think about who did the series start with? 
That's all I'm going to say. And and what kind of message they would send us about America and who gets to be in power. That's all I'll say. Think about it, kids. But the last episode of Succession, and we've been talking about this on Discord a, a smidge, even though the girls want us to talk about Bridgerton, which this second season of Bridgerton, y'all, I'm trying. But this white man it. is not getting it I need something to, to get into because I'm going to miss these people from Succession. And I you need, need to watch Bridgerton season one. I, I, you might, you're either, you'll either hate it or love it. I'm not okay. sure. Um, but if, if you like like the matchmaking stuff, then I feel like you would like this. But anyway, the last episode of Succession was probably one of the best episodes of television of drama that I've watched in a long time. It was so fucking good. The acting was so fucking good. And I have a hot a, a hot opinion. Oh, hot pocket. I um I am Oh, the did most... you want me to say my opinion or no? Oh, I didn't know. I thought you were laying me up. Go ahead. What's your opinion? No, go ahead. I, I was just gonna say that if they pull off a brilliant series finale, because you know HBO does not always do that. They fucked up Game of Thrones. That we don't want to talk about it. But if they pull it off, this is this is creeping. This is creeping up into my. It's definitely in my top five list of all time dramas. But it's vying for like that number one, number two spot, and I'm stressed out about it. Wow. And I I want to know what your top five drama list is. But go ahead and say what you were gonna say. I was going to say I, I love the episode. I was most impressed with the acting and the character of Kendall. Kendall, not was Roman. Great. Interesting. Well, I think it was the writing for Kendall. That speech got you. That speech and the way he executed it, mm-hmm. the actor, the, his arc of up then from of down, down to then up. up. Mm-hmm. Was really good. That has me thinking that you know, Kendall might be that. I I I I I would say I Kendall should get the crown from that. From I want Kendall to get the crown. Believe it or not, I don't know if it's gonna happen. Well, that's gonna fuck me up because Roman should not do it's it. It's not Roman. Roman, and it's not Shiv. That's not who they predicted. <laughs> they didn't predict any of the kids. Believe it or not. Wow. Uh, I'm, I'll send you the video. Greg? Can't be Greg or uh if I'll it's send Greg. You, I'll send you the video after the episode comes out. At this Sunday, baby. Or Tom? Tom's uh, What's your top t- five? Top My five top dramas. Five dramas. Are um Breaking Bad, The Wire. Breaking Game Bad's number films. one. Well, put no, them in I, order. I uh-uh, I cannot do that. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I didn't have enough time to think about this. I'll okay. get back to you with that. Okay. But on my top five, and no, and not in order, is Breaking Bad, Game of Thrones, The Wire, Fleabag, and Succession. Interesting. Have you ever seen Fleabag? I have a little bit, oh, and I didn't oh, keep going because I never have time it. for anything. Oh, I love Fleabag. That was COVID watching. Mm. Oh. I think my sister was telling me to watch that. My number one, The Wire. We know this. I'm going to leave Succession out of it right now because I'm stressed about where to put it. The Wire, Game of Thrones. Number three. Fuck, what was my number three? Now I'm stressed. House of Cards. 
Um, <laughs> you're going to hate me. Number four, I go back and forth between Ozark and Sex and the City. Because Sex <gasps> and the City is an incredible fucking show that we don't talk Internet. about enough. I know. It, Sex in the City is... It's a different wow. thing. It's a different thing, but it's Obsessed. still a drama. Can't wait for this new one to come out. Sex oh, in the I City could care was, less about the movies. Oh, I, I refuse to watch the movies or the new shows. But original what? Sex in the City. Refuse to watch it. Um, and then, of course, Succession. But something that's getting bumped off my list, and you guys are going to make fun of me. Sorry, ER was before its time. Y'all don't understand how good of a show ER is er season like one through six? Oh my god, was the light skin guy Brilliant. in er? Oh no, that was was the who? The, I who? Thought the light skin biracial activist bull with the green eyes. No, er was like George Clooney, young George oh. Clooney. Wow, er was back no in the Disney. I, could, I haven't watched one episode of er. Please, if it, it please, um, please, I beg. I beg. It's on Hulu. I give you my login. Just watch ER. I beg y'all to watch ER. So many people wrote me like Antoinette. Those fucking. Yeah. Sex and the City's got to be on there. It has to be on there. But maybe we maybe we break it up into like drama, like love story drama. And then just like drama, like drama, drama. Is it like sci-fi drama? And then you got Game of Thrones and its own thing. I don't know. But The Wire is still. Oh, The Wire is number one. That's my number okay. one. And I haven't watched Breaking Bad. And I haven't watched The Sopranos. So much. Succession. And I haven't watched Oz. So much work to do. Oz. Mm. Ozark was good, but or, or, I didn't miss the characters. I don't think about them. Mm. I don't. That's a good point. I don't. Their stories don't. I, I don't love any of the characters. The closest one that I loved was what's her name, but I didn't like really. Ruth. Yeah, Ruth I cared for, but that was it. You know? I think about Carrie and Samantha and oh my God. Miranda. Yes. Yeah, I think about them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. when I rewatched it most recently, I just was so hyped to go sit on my computer and watch them. And there's st- and then you as you age as a woman, your understanding of Carrie like she was a fucked like girl. Carrie was terrible. She a was mess. Trash. But back in the day, just, I never it, liked Carrie. I was like, this bitch. Oh, I thought, I, anyway, just My the, favorite the was always Samantha. Because at least you knew, you knew who she was and what she, you, you were going to get. I like the jaded one. You like Miranda. Me? Yeah. Miranda, like, girl, the fuck? Miranda <laughs> give, give, um, gives big Sag energy. Big Sag energy. I don't really? know what she was, but she gives me big Sag energy. Anyway, I'd like to know what y'all's top five is. Please call us. Matter of fact, I haven't said this number. You're a top five. <laughs> In a long ass time. Please, please call us at now I won't now I won't show up. And y'all making me look bad. Yeah, one job. 215-948-2780. That's 215-948-2780. If you're a new listener, that is our hotline where you can call, leave us a voicemail, and your voicemail may make it in on the podcast. Moving right along, politics as usual. I kind of want to skip this first thing because I'm sick of it. But Go Daniel Penny, follow you. Oh, okay. What'd you say? I was gonna say follow your first instinct. 
I just, I'm just going to say it. We don't have to talk about it. But I just want y'all to know that the man that killed Jordan Neely, Daniel Penny, he said that he can't be racist because he was planning a trip to Africa. The quote is, I mean, it's a little bit comical. Everybody who's ever met me can tell you, I love all people. I love all cultures. You can tell by my past and all my travels and adventures around the world. I was actually planning a road trip through Africa before this happened. End quote. <sighs> if you're a white person listening to this podcast and you don't understand why this quote is infuriating, is actually a little more damning. <laughs> it actually makes me believe that he intentionally killed this man more than you haven't been listening to this podcast. And you need to stop right now and go back and fetch it because I don't have, I don't have it in me to explain why this is a problem. Okay. Do you have anything to add to that? Mm -hmm. Moving right along. I said I was going to do this. Some people actually asked me to do this. So I was shocked about who is Ron DeSantis child. Well, bow, 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 bow. Today is May 24th, and Ronnie Boy has officially threw his hat, thrown his hat, whatever, into the presidential race. He did this via Twitter with the help of Elon Musk, and it was a disaster. Lots of tech complications, lots of uh, live streamings fail, failing. It was a, a utter shit show, I hear. And that should just show you how prepared he is to run this fucking country. But who is Ron DeSantis? Ron DeSantis is a Yale and Harvard graduate. He's 44 years old. He's an Italian-American Yep, whose parents grew up in Western PA, oh, not that man. far from Ohio, so basically Alabama. Um, widely praised for his state's response to Hurricane Ian, which was the deadliest hurricane to ever hit Florida in over 85 years. It, um, he's deeply opposed to sanctuary cities, he, um, in June 2019, signed an anti-sanctuary city bill into law. Um, he opposed it. And sanctuary cities, just so everybody knows, those are cities that will not um, actively deport folks that are looking um, to stay in this country and seek asylum. Um, he opposes efforts to defund the police. And as governor, has introduced initiatives to, quote unquote, fund the police. That's what they were called. He has refused um, to restore voting rights for felons with unpaid fines, despite expressing his support for the voting rights restoration of felons initiative. And during COVID, he had Florida wide the fuck open like the pandemic wasn't real. I think it would be really important to uh, go through <laughs> all of the things that Ron DeSantis has pushed for and gotten pushed into law um, in the recent months. Because you have to understand that if he's doing this now, that means it's directly, in like, it's correlated directly with what his agenda is for his presidency. He's mm -hmm. been planning to run for president for, a, excuse me, he's, I'm frazzled because I'm exhausted. But he's been planning to run for president for quite some time. So he knows that any and every bill that he signs, that he puts forth, that he pushes, 
are ones that are going to be tethered to him and his presidential candidacy. So these are the things that are important to Ronnie. He has um, banned abortion after six weeks of pregnancy. The six-week abortion ban um, that he ushered in, uh, he did this late at night (laughs) without public notice. And the only people in the room with him were a small group of supporters who joined him. So this happened at the wee hours of the morning. There was no notice. There was no nothing. He just put it into law. That was that. Um, He's banned transition care for minors. Um, He signed a measure outlawing gender transition care for minors and restrict, and, and it's restricting it for adults. Um, He's taken a lot of aim at the LGBTQIA community Um, He's imposed a penalty of up to five years in prison for doctors who violate the ban and requires adults seeking gender transition to care to sign a consent form. One of the bill's most contentious aspects um, is the language that says a court could temporarily remove children from their homes if mm-hmm. they receive gender affirming care. Mm-hmm. Probably heard about this when Dwayne Wade and Gabrielle mm-hmm. Union said they're going to mm-hmm. be leaving Florida because Zaya is not safe there. Zaya is not supported there. And obviously Zaya with this law could be taken away from them. Um, he also put his signature on bills um, punishing businesses that admit minors to adult live performances. Those performances include drag shows um, and making it a misdemeanor trespassing offense for people who use bathrooms in public buildings that do not correspond to their sex at birth. Mm. Okay. Moving right along when it comes to education, he has expanded um, a one-year-old state law, which we know as the Don't Say Gay Bill. Um, it originally prohibited classroom instruction about sexual orientation and gender identity from kindergarten to only the third grade until the Florida Board of Education extended it through the 12th grade. So if you are a student in Florida, you cannot get any instruction about sexual orientation or gender identity. This is very concerning because there are students who might be struggling with their sexual orientation and their gender identity, and they can no longer go to school officials for help because they cannot speak to the student about that. They cannot offer support. Um, The bill also now prohibits public school employees from calling students pronouns other than those matching their gender at birth. They can be fired for that. He signed legislation also banning public universities and colleges in the state from spending any money on diversity, equity, and inclusion initiatives. That's what's going on in the schools. There's also a tricky stipend thing that he did for everyone in the state to get like an $8,000 stipend to go to public schools, but it wasn't limited to millionaires. It was like, no, everybody gets the stipend. And folks who are like, yo, I'm poor as shit. I still can't send my kid to these high-priced-ass schools, so I can't even utilize this stipend because 8000 doesn't get me anywhere closer to being able to afford said school while millionaires are able to get basically $8,000 for free who are already easily sending their kids mm-hmm. to these schools. Yeah. Tricky. 
All right. So it's not equitable, obviously. He doesn't understand what equity is. Um, all right. Death penalty. This is important. In April, he signed a bill that will substantially lower the threshold for imposing the death penalty. So no longer required is a unanimous vote. It used to be that 12 members of the jury, all 12 members had to unanimously decide that, that they were going to vote for the death penalty. Now, an eight to four majority is enough under the new law which is this, it is expected to face legal challenges by criminal justice reform groups. And this came to be, the impetus for this was when a jury last year gave a life sentence to the 19-year-old who, who murdered 17 kids, well, people, at the 2018 shooting, mass shooting at um, Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School, Parkland, that's what we call it. So nine of the 12 jury members voted for the death penalty and the law then required 12 jury members to vote for the death penalty. So I found this to be incredibly interesting because they'll vote, well, excuse me, he'll, he'll, he'll create laws to kill you for using these guns, but he will not create any laws to make said guns more difficult to get your hands on. Moving right along into the new concealed to carry law. Um, in April, he signed a law that allows Floridians to, to carry concealed weapons without a permit. As of July 1st, gun owners will no longer be required to pass a safety course or a background check. <laughs> wild times in Florida. It's the fucking wild, wild west there. Um, also, election... And transparency rules, DeSantis has signed a law in May, quietly, I should say, to shield from the public records of his travel, including out-of-state political trips. Republicans in the Florida Department of Law Enforcement <laughs> claimed that this was needed for security reasons only. They needed to create this veil of secrecy over, over him to make sure that he's safe, when really... A lot of Democrats feel that this veil of secrecy is to hide who's paying for said travel, who has their corporate dollars in, you know, in his pockets yeah. and informing the laws that he's passing. Um, and so even Trump, even Trump has um, latched onto this issue saying that, you know, he's not being transparent about taxpayer money and that this is wrong, which is wild to me. And then here we go. Um, his fight with Disney. He is going to lose this fight with Disney. He's playing a lot of games, and I don't think that he realizes how powerful Disney is in the state of Florida. So let's break this down. The fight between DeSantis and Disney began over the Parental Rights and Education Act, which is how a lot of Democrats and left-leaning folks referred to, and critics referred to, referred as the don't say gay bill. It's the bill where you can't talk about gender identity. You can't talk about sexual orientation until the 12th grade. Um, basically after the child is out of the school system and into, you know, higher education or the workforce. So Disney got a lot of pushback from their workers. A lot of the folks that work at Disney's parks and things are 
members of the LGBTQIA community. And they were like, uh, you need to make a stand on this. Take a stand on this. Hello. And so finally Disney came out and was like, you know, they criticized this bill. Well, that did not sit right with Mr. Ron DeSantis. Um, there are also some other things that Disney has done that has been pissing the Republicans off and they rethemed <laughs> um, Splash Mountain to disassociate from its original inspiration, which was uh, a 1946 film, uh, Song of the South, in which a former enslaved man tells African folks tales. Took that away. Disney also revamped its Pirates of the Caribbean ride by removing a scene depicting pirates selling women into auction. And they also cut the greeting, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, from some of its fireworks mm. shows and activities so that it would be more inclusive. Wow. This did not sit right with the Republicans. And like, mind your fucking business. Why is that hurting you? Anyway, let's talk about Disney for a second. Um, Disney World has a special tax status in Florida. So Disney World has over 25,000 acres, like their acre complex near Orlando. And it has a special tax status. And this began in 1967. And basically, it lets the mega resort essentially function as its own like county government. And so Disney operates as a special zone so that it can make its own decisions on planning and permitting for construction on its property. And so they can establish and pay for its own fire and medical response services and even generate some of its own electricity. It's like its own place within the state. And through this status, the company has saved, Disney that is, saved millions of dollars on annual fees and taxes and such according to like financial experts and basically have leveraged those benefits to build out its resort, which today includes multiple theme parks, hotels, and even like a large bus fleet. So a lot of people hear that and be like, Oh, Disney's getting over. They're not paying their taxes and not this. The other part of this is that Disney, we have to keep in mind and we're going to get to this, how much money Disney pours into the state just based off of tourism alone and how many people they employ. Disney is a part of that ecosystem. And that ecosystem is something that makes Florida run. So DeSantis actually took action on Disney and this, this tax status that they had. And he got very embarrassed because he didn't know what the fuck he was doing. So the Florida legislature allowed DeSantis to take away Disney's special status in 2022 until they realized that the abolishment of their special status, their district, excuse me, set that, that abolishment was set for June one this year. That would then require taxpayers in orange and, um, Asalea counties to pick up the tab for Disney services like fire protection, mm. policing, road maintenance, all the things that Disney takes care of its own. Those neighboring counties would then have to pick up in, from their taxpayer dollars, essentially having to pay more taxes. The district also carries Disney, that is, roughly $1 billion in bond debt. So if that district yeah. was abolished, the They'd debt would then the be debt. transferred mm -hmm. to 
the counties. Mm -hmm. So he got embarrassed and had to retract because he was like, holy shit. Let me just let y'all do what y'all do because that ain't none of my business. It, he, it just shows that this man is so inadequate for office. Or, so or petty. More on top oh, of it. It's very just petty. Pe very petty. Ego very, is huge. Yeah. Lastly, and I'll, I'll shut up. I'll get off the soapbox. Many people believe that Florida actually is the one that has more to lose than Disney. This is where we talk about the ecosystem. Orlando tourism accounts for nearly half a million jobs. Let me just say that again. Half a million jobs. And it brings in $5.8 billion into the state and local tax revenue for public safety, safety, infrastructure, schools, and more. Disney made clear in April that a $17 billion in planned investment, they were going to invest into Walt Disney World was on the line because DeSantis was fucking with them. On May this year, the company Disney showed DeSantis and his clan that they were not fucking around and they pulled the plug on the entire project, which was the Million office complex. Yeah. And that was scheduled to go into construction in Orlando. So it would have brought in more than 2,000 Disney's jobs to the region with... $120,000 as the average salary for 2,000 jobs. Oh, my God. So this <laughs> is what this is. You're fucking with your ecosystem, bro. Mm -hmm. All because mm -hmm. Disney said, yo, your don't say gay bill is mm -hmm. wrong. Mm -hmm. It wasn't because Disney, you know, I could see if he had this fight because he's like, oh, Disney, I don't like your tax status. We need to revisit this. We need to negotiate these terms. I don't like that you just have this rule over, you know, Disney World and the rest of the state doesn't really get a say. Mm -hmm. No, it was the fact that they came out against the don't say gay bill. So I'm done. People want to know who Ron DeSantis is. Stayed up late last night to find, to give you all this information and put it together because- it's important for us, and I, I'm going to do this, too, for uh, hopefully all of the presidential candidates. Mm. And I, I cannot say that I cannot promise that I will not be biased. <laughs> but next up is Tim motherfucking Scott. Okay, Tim Uncle Ruckus Scott. He's also thrown his hat into the race. He's the black Republican, black Republican senator, the only I one. I think when we've talked about it before, um, what's missing in all of these things, and which is drastically clear here, is wh where are these Republicans, or f I won't, one, I think it's interesting and maybe dangerous, a very binary to put DeSantis's social politics and that's like the, the overarching Republican like politics around like social issues that's one thing but where is it what, what are his stances on economics health care jobs like he's clearly against a certain quality of life a certain thing that will really deeply affect people in in terms of how they can care for their health and how they can keep money in their pockets and I just can't understand why everybody is so enchanted or feel like the big 
um, bad wolf is like these social changes versus like, what is, what does he think about healthcare? What does he I think? I don't know. He's taking your money. Like what? Can He's, you fucking afford your bills and do the pronouns and do all of these things affect your bottom dollar? Does it well, keep wealth in your family? Does DeSantis it help your kids? Is very no, much like, for lowering the taxes of corporate America. That's that's his stance on economics. He's he's very much about that life. Um, he's very much about guns, religion, family. He's very much about we don't want those people coming over here and taking your jobs. He fear mongers as well. And, you know, COVID, you, people would argue, well, no, he doesn't fear monger because he was telling us not to be scared. He was fear mongering in the sense of saying that they are trying to control you. The government, big yeah. bad Joe Biden yeah. is mm -hmm. trying to control you, is trying to this, is trying to that. Mm -hmm. um, he wasn't as vocal with Trump in office when it came to COVID because him and Trump were aligned and like, go outside, open this shit up, <laughs> you know? So it wasn't as contentious, but when Joey got in there, it was like, this is ridiculous. They're trying, you know, they're trying to turn us into a socialist country and all this shit. I don't know. I know that he did very well with Hurricane Ian, supposedly. I think that's what made him rise to the ranks He's a, he's an Italian guy that loves Jesus and loves his family and he's young, charismatic, and he's young, charismatic, right saying whatever like, words that Florida is a tricky place. I don't understand Florida. I really don't. I don't. I know that Florida is tricky on so many levels because then you have the white Cubans that are there, <laughs> who are Trump loving, DeSantis loving. It's it's a it's a it's an interesting place. I mean, well, I can't explain it. We would have to have somebody on who doesn't f feel as strongly um, about their hate for DeSantis as I do to explain it fairly. <laughs> Sorry. It's really scary. It's very I mean, scary. It's it's really scary how all of this, um, this tight grip that feels like it's just tightening and tightening around these social things, um, without offering, yeah, just, just him hiding his, uh, what did you say? Hiding the people that he, his, the travels, what did you say? He's hiding the folks that could possibly be putting money in his pocket. The, oh, he's the, hiding the he's hiding all of his travel like log like his logs like how much it costs who's paying yeah, for his see? travel mm -mm. Mm -hmm. show me the money i'm really curious of what his his idea around economics and you know making america great again was he a trump supporter he was he won't be now do you think well, it's very interesting to see because trump two. is clearly clearly by far the leader of the pact when it comes to getting the Republican nomination. And what was very interesting this week, Mitch McConnell, majority leader, um, said that if Trump was, if Trump did win the Republican Party nomination, he would vote for him. Even though he's 
criticized Trump a bit, not too much, but has obviously tried to distance himself from him. Trump has said awful things about Mitch and his wife. And he's still his wife. Oh, girl. (laughs) Trump was tearing. Trump called that lady ugly. He she worked for him and he berated her. He was terrible. Mitch's own wife. And Mitch backed him. Oh, the Asian woman. Mm-hmm. Party the first. Asian woman. And his child is, is just chaos right. over there. Chaos. Chaos. So more to come. I need to do breakdowns of everybody that's running and try to be more fair. But thanks for the Again, for the this breakdown. isn't this isn't DeSantis in his totality. This is DeSantis within the last six to twelve months. This is what he's been working on. So this is what he's focused on for his presidential campaign one can surmise good luck to florida good luck to all of us good luck to all of us child now is the spreading mm-hmm. <sighs> all right pop culture this made me so sad and i don't have my speaker so forgive me i'm gonna play this clip do you know do you remember yeah this didn't make me sad this I mean, didn't it make me you- sad it made me sad anyway we'll talk about it go ahead what all right um denia is that how you say her name denia De, mm. mm. i think it's denia former Ms. Ms. jackson for i think she still has his name this is Derek jackson relationship the spelling of his name is just hate it can't up. trust just, it that you, know, you can't like what the fuck kind of that x ain't no. it oh she has um she, this is not her first time speaking out if you remember the bonnet thing that everybody was getting her on her on about she looked like she was being controlled and being manipulated in that video but we were not kind to her none of us she has recently spoken out again um she's on i don't know what podcast this is but she or interview with someone and there's two clips that i'm gonna play and it it broke my little heart but i'm gonna play it right now one moment what did that do to you I became a shell of myself. I didn't know who I was. I actually have a couple posts on my page where I was like, I have a post that says, I knew her body better than I knew my own. Stop. Let that sit there. You said you knew another woman's body better than you knew your own. Yes, several, several women. I know several, I knew several other women's bodies better than I knew my own. And um, I spent a lot of time, like I was, I I went in such a a deep hole where I was like studying these women. I would go to their profiles and I would study their pages and like what they wear. I knew when they were meeting, when they had met up. So I watched their videos of them having sex. So I would try to imitate that and recreate that in our relationships so that he could choose me and want me. And um, that is a low point to be. And I'm, I'm tearing up a little bit because that, I hate that I even got to a point where that was a thing, but that, that it was, it was just that. And so I knew several other women's bodies better than I knew my own. I lost, completely lost myself. I became a shell of myself. I tried to imitate their hair, their actions, even um, sexual things that I had seen him doing with them. I tried to recreate that in our life um, when when we were engaged. And, and none of it amounted to anything. One more. Anyway, we were still engaging sexually. 
um, even though we were off, right? And so it, it was in this time where there was, listen, there was a lineup of us. We were passing each other on the stairway in and out. No, y'all wasn't. We, listen, no, y'all wasn't you, think this is, you think this is a game. You were not passing each other on the stairway. No, y'all We were passing each other on the stairway. Like, this is my shift from this time to this time. So, you know, I was a willing participant in that. And this is, like, I can laugh about it now, but at this, it's really sad, you know, to, like, what space you have to be in to yeah. accept that. And so I dealt with it already, so I can laugh about yeah, it now. Yeah, and it's funny, but it's like, like Hillary, right? You look back at your old self and but laugh. I'm just like, what? Yeah. You know, but yeah, no, seriously. It was, you know, I'm coming over at this time. I know such and such is going to be rolling through about, you know, an yeah. hour and a half later. Yeah. And sometimes we went a little bit longer, so n- literally passing each other on the stairs, like, out the door. <laughs> All right, have fun, you know, your shift, you know? <laughs> and and um, <sighs> literally, and so there was a lot of people involved at that time. We, again, we weren't in a relationship, so all the people that, like, committed relationships, so I was just on the rotation at the time, and I ended up getting pregnant with our first child, and it was in that I was like, okay, Danae, I, I, you got to figure out what you're doing with your life. <laughs> you yeah. are whole pregnant and you can't get rid of this child because I had already had three abortions before and the Lord had already dealt with me. And I was like, Lord, if you save me from this, I'm not going to ever do this again. Got pregnant. I was like, ah, I can't go back on my word, Lord. I don't want you to kill me, yeah. <laughs> you know, but um, so I, I started, okay, I got to figure out what I'm doing with my life. And, um, then I started getting a little bit more serious. Like, what are we doing? He was still doing, you know, stuff with other girls. I knew about it. So I did still participate in some sexual activity and all that, knowing that he was with other girls. I was a willing participant. All right, never mind. I didn't hear all that. That, that, uh, child. Yeah, that's a new clip that came out today. <sighs> what are your thoughts? <laughs> I'm happy that she seemingly is over that part of her life and she can look back and reflect on that and understand how fucked up that was. I think we were all collectively very concerned with her when she was Mm -hmm. sitting next to him in that bonnet and we all knew that she was in a lot of trouble. Mm -hmm. The depths of it. I did not know um, the how dangerous that is to be having. She ha- had to have had been having unprotected sex because she was pregnant, and the not um, necessarily. Well, okay, well, uh, most likely, but not necessarily. <laughs> All right. Um, I think a lot of us. Um, I think what comes up for me is my anger and my disgust at him and how that the level of dysfunction and sickness that he holds in my eyes is up there with like R. Kelly kind of level of abuse, manipulation, and just taking, taking advantage like I know we were put a lot of onus on her and all those women if they're passing each other in the hallway of like, girl, you know what was up, but like 
What a sick, troubled individual he is. And then on top of it, for him to have this other role of what the fuck was his job? A, a, a relationship counselor? What was? What did he do? He was that one line relationship expert Disgusting. that basically warned us about men like him. Disgusting. D- sick. You are tr- this. That is up it's there. A sociopath. With like, priests that molest young boys like you you're pretending to be this one thing you're lying to people and then you're abusive and harmful on the other end Mm -hmm. fuck him and i hope that i hope the universe um handles him well and i hope that she recovers from this because i i think that the trauma that this carries um, is very long lasting. I have people in my life who had a similar um, dialogue that she shared about, you know, wanting to be like the other people um, and the PTSD that she carries from that, like on a real level, is something that st- she still manages today. So I, I, I hope she has recovery because that was traumatic and terrible and more than just like girl you make a bad decisions girl you were abused i'm on his page right now and he still has 1.3 million followers that is disgust. that is he has and a lot of our people that we know are liking this content a loyal woman this these are the some of the topics a loyal woman's love will fool you you are not for everybody. Women have unrealistic expectations. Things he won't let you do if he loves you. Confused men, confused men rather, don't commit. How he treats you is how he feels about you. He should be dragged in the street and flogged. <laughs> Listen. Should, Instagram should take a shit down. Like how, like what? A couple of things for me. One, it made me deeply sad because I am one of your friends who would look at people's pages who in my my fucked up relationship in college knew that a, someone was knew the women that he was dealing with would would had access to <laughs> the conversations he a lot of the conversations he had with them would go on there. Facebook pages to look at them, to compare myself to them. And it was deeply disturbing and unhealthy for me. And I did everything I could to, yeah, to maybe not be them, but if there was something that I knew he liked about them, to mimic it or to be better than them, just full competition mode. And it's really sick. And I think that he, like Derek, knew and reaped the benefits of of me being wildly insecure and inept for for the relationship. I I was um, swimming in waters that I had no business in. That made me really sad. And it a lot of women, so many women, when I saw the comments were like, don't I know it, girl? We all been there. And I was like, oh, man, the fact that we're doing this to ourselves. Why do we think this is OK? Just ugh, it's so sad. And then, you know, it, it did. It it was alarming for me to hear her say, like, I don't want God to strike me dead. 
you know, this punitive kind of way that we, the way that we function with God and this idea that, you know, God is this tit for tat force or being or whatever you think God is that, you know, you do something wrong and and you get punished and you got to barter with God and you got to be really good. And it, it just, I heard her say that and I thought, oh man, that is, I feel like that teaching and, and Derek is very much a quote unquote man of Christ. <laughs> is of dark. the devil. But He's he uses dark. that. And a lot of men, if you think to even people that we know that have been abused, a lot of men really use um, and weaponize the Bible, weaponize Christ and teachings and take it completely out of context in order to control women, in order to control outcomes, in order to empower themselves and position themselves in a way that, you know, they should be followed without question, et cetera, et cetera. All of this would be okay if, if here's the thing, this is where I saw somebody say, well, this ain't no different than what these um, people are preaching when it comes to polyamory. I thought that was an interesting comment. Like, yeah, they pass each other on the stairs too. And I'm like, well, I think with in any relationship, whether you're polyamorous, whether you're polygamous, monogamous, whatever, you know when something when something is off, when someone is their feet are not firmly planted on the ground, when when they are flailing, when they are deeply insecure, when they're doing anything and everything they can to just hold on to you because they're unsure of themselves. You for the most part, I really believe we know that. I think it's up to you and it's and it's your job to when when you notice that to give the person what they need and that is for you to like let them be because it's not healthy regardless and she's like yeah I was a willing participant yes you were but that man also was manipulating the fuck out of you and he knew that he could because he saw that you still had work to do on yourself and growing to do and coming into yourself to do and it's, you know, it's just, I can't stand him. I'm so deeply disappointed that he still has so much pull on social media. Not that, like, whatever that means. He hasn't posted a video since December 2022. But he's still active. He's still commenting on shit. He'll still be in the shade room talking about other people's relationships. It's just disgusting. I'm sitting here for a moment. We are um, upholding a power dynamic that may not be true, right? Okay. Like, we're saying that, not excusing, but we have a lot of empathy for her unwellness mm-hmm. and her 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 uh, puzzle piece and how it connects with him. Mm-hmm. And we are giving a lot of space for her empathy for her unwellness, but not giving him the same space for him to be unwell as if he has this ability to be more aware and in control of his destructive self-sabotaging patterns 
than she does when they are just mirrors and reflections I think he of does. each other. I'm going to push back on that. I'm going to push back on that because I think he does. Because if you ever watch his videos, he talks specifically about men like this. But and that, it makes all really fast, really, really though, fast. It makes his sickness. It makes all the sense in the what he's breaking down is like men will manipulate you in this kind of way. And it's exactly what he's doing. Yes, it shows his sickness, but it to me it shows his sickness in a sociopathic way. Where like you're completely aware of what you're doing. You know exactly what you're doing. You're not faltering. You are actively doing this in or and it's actively hurting somebody. And you know that it is. Um, you know, I I don't know I don't that know. that's just, I, and I know he's not well, but I think as a as for me specifically, and maybe other people have different. I have I can hold space for folks that a lot of people can't in this situation. I don't have the capacity to hold space for him, and I'm not going to attempt to. I don't mean to say that other he doesn't need help and that he shouldn't get help, but it can't be from me. I don't have it. Cool. I just, yeah. I, it's just, it's curious how we immediately think like, oh, this person has the awareness and the power and they're doing it um, maliciously. Have you watched and his videos? I'm asking. I, I think, but I think that that's showing but how have deeply. You, uh, that's what I'm asking you. I've like watched, have, no, I don't watch his videos. I watched what he, I, I heard the experience that she's had. I saw the bonnet video. I don't Oh, so him. you've never watched his videos, his really, okay. I, but you I, might feel differently if you've watched his like teachings on a healthy relationship, what it should look like, how a man should operate, how a man saying. should honor his woman, I think that that may show how sick that he is versus him, how, how deeply, he may believe it. We don't know what his experience is. We don't know what his, um, his, just like you said, his psychosis is. And I'm not saying that, you know, to coddle him, but I'm just noticing in myself, I'm not speaking for you and myself of how there is this responsibility and this power that we think that he has in this that we're not necessarily giving her and her own awareness of what she was engaging in and aware of as well as being on the other end of seeing like, well, this nigga's saying this one thing, but he's doing this other thing to me is equally as um, uh, engaged and wrapped up and, and participating in something deeply troubling. You know, and it, and it's and I'm not saying it as a space of like, that's what you get or you need to be accountable. I'm just noticing in myself of like. The empathy part that I have of like, I oh, have this no empathy gonna die him. slow. And then this I have girl. no empathy for somebody who weaponizes the Bible and Christ and all of your insecurities to manipulate you into Oh, well, well being that's the, docile again, that, and it's, it's interesting how we don't take, have empathy and, for people that aren't. It's just interesting. It, that's just interesting to me. Yeah, no, cool. not, I, I don't have, especially since he's never taken accountability for it. That's the thing cool. for me. It's like, okay, I'll give you another chance to do better. Get your shit together. Go get some help. But you won't even acknowledge it. Get the fuck out of here, bro. Good luck. Interesting. But that's me in this moment. 
Yeah, I think it's a lot of us. And speaking of empathy, somebody that I have expressed that I'm hoping, <laughs> I am hoping to God a video comes out and absolves him. Jonathan Majors. <laughs> Tricky. Now, if I saw Jonathan Majors beating the shit out that girl, and then I'd be like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, John, 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 John. What happened? What the fuck? Especially since he took no accountability for it. Jonathan Majors is dating Megan Good. How we know? Cause with the, cause a video of when the hoodies on coming out of it a plane. Um, this uh, this was leaked by somebody's PR. Obviously, they leaked this to like to some publications because this came out before the rumors of them dating came out before the the pictures were even shown. A lot of people are like, "Oh, PR stunt going wrong." Still don't believe you, John. It's looking worse and worse for you, kid. And then a lot of black women are like, oh, now you want to date a black woman. Now you now you want us to save you now that you didn't got yourself in trouble. Here you go. Fuck out of here. My only thought was, where the fuck is that video? Where's the video? Why can't we see the video that absolves you, John? And Megan. I I worry about Megan. I think Megan was also could have been caught up in a marriage that was tricky. I don't know nothing about that man, but Megan was acting real different and real funny when she got with old her ex-husband. Let me not be disrespectful, but this whole thing just feels like a disaster. Way to happen. You just went, sorry, you just went through something very traumatic. Yeah, with like, somebody you that you were period? with sit down right. somewhere go to the sit cave. down megan like, i don't care who it is like bro why are you out here <laughs> what why do you, you feel any way that it's a black woman no yeah i i don't feel anything but people wanted us I, to talk I don't about feel this it. yeah i don't feel like oh now we want us to sympathize with them because it's making good what we're all confused and it all feels wrong. And like, what is actually happening right now? <laughs> I don't know. Be away. Go away for a minute. Megan. I'm telling you. Megan. I don't know nothing about Megan, but. um, Why, why would that be your candidate? Why? <laughs> why would that be? Who you swipe left on? I don't know. How did she even find him? They was DMing each other. He ain't been nowhere. He been hiding, child. How did y'all find each other? How did what was the date? She probably got a lot of empathy from. She probably they probably passed in the past. Had a moment. He's going. He's down. Mm. Vice versa. Somebody. This is something my dumb ass would do. I see I what's happening. Like, I think that's why I just want you mad. to know. This is my story. Like, I got you. No problem. <laughs> I just want you to know. Like I'm gonna support you. I support you. And like I don't think it's true. Like I know how it is to be in the limelight. And he's like, "Where you at?" Yeah. I don't or know. Could have been the other way around. Could have been. Who knows? She could have been like, you you single now? What's up? Anyway, lastly, Jim Brown died. And do you know who Jim Brown is? Absolutely not. Um, the, um, anyway, I might who is it? Say, please, please, please uh, guess. Who's the sausage um, guy? <laughs> Jim, Jim Beam? Brown Jim Beam? Is it sausage, sausage guy? <laughs> Down on the farm? Is that who you thinking of? <laughs> My bad, yeah. I don't even know if that's Jim Beam. That's a that's a Jim drink. Jim Beam is a liquor. Yeah. 
What's the gym? Sausages. Somebody sausages. Down on the farm. Right? Uh, The listeners are saying it right now. Jimmy Bean. Jimmy. I knew it was Jimmy. Jimmy Dean. Jimmy Dean Dean sausages. See? No, Jim Brown is a historic football player. And I posted, oh, man, so sad to hear this. Well done. (gasps) What? We did not mention the death of Tina the Turner, the god. We are. That's going to be the last thing. <laughs> god damn. Oh, my God. But Jim Brown, really quickly, I think it's this is something for us to ponder. Jim Brown, if you Google him, which I just did, Jim Brown, he comes up as civil rights activist, right? He's a football player. He definitely did a lot for the civil rights. He did a lot of work for with Muhammad Ali, yada, yada, yada. I think it's very interesting that we kill his wife or something? forget about his va- the way I <laughs> forgot about his trouble like it's not funny the way he tried to kill his wife no it's not funny dead ass like he has so many allegations against him some of which he even admitted to he admitted to being physical with women Jim Brown was 29 when he beat up and raped an 18 year old Brenda oh Ayers in his God. hotel room. Oh, Jury found him not guilty of assault and battery. Jim Brown was charged <laughs> with assault and intent to commit murder after model Eva Bone Chin was found beneath the balcony of his second floor apartment. The charge was later dismissed after Bone Chin refu- uh, refused to name Brown as her assailant. However, the actor had to pay a $300 fine for striking a deputy sheriff during the same incident. 1969, Brown was accused of an assault and battery charges stemming from a traffic incident where he was found not guilty. 1978, Brown was sentenced to one day in prison for beating and choking his golfing partner, Frank Snow. In 1985, Brown was charged with rape and assault of a 33-year-old woman in his home. However, the judge later dismissed the charge based on inconsistent testimony against a former NFL player. In 1968, Brown was arrested for assaulting his then-girlfriend, Deborah Clark. The charges were, however, dropped after Clark refused to prosecute. June 15, 1999, Jim Brown was arrested after a major dispute with his wife, Monique Gunthrop Brown. The footballer was charged with making terroristic threats towards his wife while also threatening to kill her. Brown was later found guilty of vandalism for smashing his wife's car with a shovel. During an earlier incident, he was fined $1,800 and sentenced to three years probation, one year of domestic violence counseling, and 400 hours of community service. The following year, Brown was sentenced to six months in jail for refusing the court-ordered counseling and community service. (laughs) No one that I saw from in terms of like major publications we're talking about this and it made me think about i'll never forget when we were talking about kobe and you brought up kobe's um rape accusation and i got really upset and was like that is so inappropriate right now (laughs) and you were like why (laughs) like what and i was so i was just like i couldn't put my finger on why I, i couldn't i didn't have a valid argument i just felt it like I don't believe it. And Kobe was a great person and he did so much good and he was so young and he's got these kids and it's wrong. It's just, we shouldn't talk about that. That shouldn't be what he's remembered for. We're not going to tarnish his legacy. I don't feel that way about Jim Brown. I feel like there's enough accusations. 
where I want to talk about it. And I want to make sure that we are very clear that within this civil rights activism shit, oftentimes it's deeply rooted in patriarchy. And oftentimes a lot of our leaders, our men, fail women because they're not necessarily fighting for their rights. They're fighting for, they're not necessarily fighting for women's rights. They're fighting for their rights as men. And I feel nothing about Jim Brown right now. I feel indifferent. I am grateful for what he did both on the field and off the field in terms of his civil rights work, which was valid and real. But we cannot overlook all of that history and violence. And I would like to apologize to you when you brought up the Kobe thing, even though I still in my heart and I can't explain it, don't feel right about bringing that up. Maybe because he was found not guilty. Maybe because I didn't believe the girl. Maybe I'm centering Kobe, but there's something that feels different. Maybe because Kobe was more near and dear to me. I don't know. Do you have thoughts on this? No, I think I think it's a, I think I think it's awful what his legacy um, is in terms of his intimate relationships, how he treated women. I just think it's it's just interesting. It's just interesting these again. It's the same thing with this other guy. How when we talk about patriarchy, when we talk about racism, we talk about white supremacy, when we talk about all these things. I think that w- that we have to figure out a way to become aware of what we're all victim to. And this nigga grew up in, I don't know how old he is, but he grew up probably in a time and era where these conversations around patriarchy, around um, yeah, of course. toxic masculinity, He's a black man. God knows what he went through and experienced. He was born in 1936. So yeah, I just, I just, I think it's punitive, and it's not. I think what why Bell Hooks was is so powerful, and when she writes these books to men, um, she's saying that you are also a victim of patriarchy and it's killing you and it's eating you alive and it has you in a in a um in a in a chokehold and you know um you're not well because of it and again this idea of like something why did Jim Brown do all of those things he obviously wasn't well what what is this thing that's being perpetuated in these men using their power or their strength or what they think is their power and their strength in such an awful way. And how can we talk about it besides like, you're, you're dead to me, like fuck him. Your, your, your history is erased. Jim Brown, who knows what Jim Brown experienced to have that kind of rage and hate. Oh, uh, hello, and yes we do. Jim Crow and everything the fuck else. Yeah, I just I just feel like it's a far more no fucking angry. Derek Brown, what happened to him? What's the name? I made that name. Derek Whatever Jackson. that nigga's name is, what happened to him that he is wielding his sexuality 
and this framework around a nuclear family and this picture perfect thing in such a harmful way what what the fuck is actually happening at the core of it but i don't know it it to me it's like either one either way feels like it's not hitting the head of being like oh separating these men from their art or from their contributions to society to sports to um american history and culture their good work that they did and also this terrible dark side of them you can't just cancel them that doesn't feel right but then we mm -hmm. can't ignore it i don't know i don't i fair I don't point i don't for you i don't know. i don't think that it should cancel out what he's done i think that it does need to be acknowledged though yeah and i think that usually it's swept under the rug and we don't discuss it and i was shocked at how unaware i was and also like how easily i forgot i knew some shit about him and i forgot completely um yeah the two things can exist but they both need to be acknowledged so we can have the conversation that you're having why why yeah, what is it why What's and happening? how how was it able to coexist? Mm. You know, like, anyway. Finally, mm. someone who I don't think you're going to find a whole lot of bad shit of one. The God Tina Turner. Today is a sad day. I, First I of was all, shocked. I was too. Can you Google? Do me a favor. Google Tina Turner real fast. I like to say whoever put that first picture up of Tina Turner needs to be fired. Because that's not the first picture that should appear. <laughs> All right. I you Googled are... her and I tried not to laugh at looking at that fucking picture. Why would that be the picture that they fucking posted? You are hellish. <laughs> I, I'm pissed off. I really am. I'm pissed off for her. All You know how gorgeous that lady is? All the pictures in the world, that's what they chose. I I could. I have never seen her like that Ever. before in my life. I've that was, never. That's the first time I've seen that Tina. That was rude. That was rude and uncouth. And I feel not by accident. They trying to diminish our queen and I don't no, like it. <laughs> no, I'm serious. I don't like, I'm pissed. I don't like it. That's probably the only picture they have of her where she looks her age. Cause that woman, I was like, Tina about 45. She passed no. away. Tina passed away at 83. I love Tina. So let me put a clip right here. That's Tina. a clip right there. She did that intentionally. Listen, I love it. Tina outlived her son. Oh, Tina was raw. She? Yeah, her, her son committed her... suicide. It was so sad. Oh, Tina outlived him. Yeah. Um, her the her official Twitter account posted. It is with great sadness that we announce the passing of Tina Turner. With her music and boundless passion for life, she enchanted fans worldwide and inspired future stars. We say goodbye to a dear friend who leaves us her greatest work, her music. Tina, we will miss you dearly with a beautiful image of her. But so sad. So See, sad. Tina story was the first autobiography I ever read at a very young age. I was about nine really? years old. Mm -hmm. my, my aunt has, my mom's sister is obsessed with Tina Turner. And I went to visit her in the summer. I read her whole biography. It was amazing. Spellbound. Give us uh, some facts that we should know. I don't remember. I read it. Oh, I apologize. I was nine years old. I want to apologize. All I that that woman lived a goddamn life. That's all. She started a off. A survivor. Started from the bottom. Mm -hmm. Bottom, bottom. 
a survivor. A survivor. Shout out to Angela Bassett for imprinting the legacy and the story of that woman's lives into the black collective's minds now. Because as a young child, I didn't know Tina Turner's music because she had already gone into her like rock genre. My mom mm-hmm. and dad didn't listen to it. But watching Tina Turner, uh, Tina Turner, Tina Turner, <laughs> and uh, what's his name? Ike. Ike. Well, I forgot the, uh, excuse me, Angela Bassett and the other brothers, the other Lawrence actor. Fishburne. Child, I said, Wow. I never I, I I was enthralled. I was impressed. It was a great musical storytelling legendary. I don't know if they've ever done one as good child. But as a, at a young age, I just I, that was my shit to watch that. Unfortunately, it was just like, wow. Um, and her let her spiritual legacy, her legacy of finding herself, finding strength in herself and overcoming something incredibly hard <sighs> and being an expat, being very wise and leaving America to go live in Switzerland. She's wise beyond her year and always composed, always just always composed. So yeah. a lot of love for Tina. And shout out to Adrian Warren, who um, was the original Tina Turner and Tina Turner, the musical, who won the Tony for her portrayal. That's good. Beautiful work. Shout Art. out to Tina. I wish we Icon. were still playing music on here. Icon. Maybe Icon. you'll do. Maybe next week. This happened very quickly. Maybe next week. Oh, you're not here next week. Mm. Never mind. I was going to say maybe you can give us a Harry Belafonte-ish Tina Turner breakdown. <laughs> but anyway. All right. Let's get out of here. This episode is running long. And oh it's late. God. All right. With that, we are out. You have just heard an Around the Way Curls John. Follow them on Twitter at ATW Curls and Instagram at Around the Way Curls. We out early. <laughs> Very good. <laughs>